Danny, introduce your character, please. His name is uh, Timothy Lawrence Hoy. He is 33 years old, and he's been with the Federal Bureau for about 15 years. He, he joined right out of high school, and uh, he, was, he had a prominent future until a case they went terribly wrong scarred him for life. And he tries to hard his trauma behind alcohol and drugs. <laughs> now your turn. He- okay, so my name is Octavio Dwyer. And I am um, an occultist. I was hired as a consultant for the ATF for unusual and interesting cases, sort of like the X-Files, except I don't have a badge because they won't claim me. And uh, yeah, I'm weird because I basically dabble in occult stuff all the time. Um, and the ATF, as we know, is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. So all yeah, the you're... fun things in life. Yeah, all the fun things in life. So if anyone needs to get hold of explosives, <laughs> Octavio's uh, the man. Yes, Andy, I'm going to want those uh, those grenades. <laughs> tonight we'll be playing ladybug ladybug fly away home um it is a um fantastic little scenario from the things we leave behind which is a great little collection of 20 21st century cthulhu modern scenarios so timothy hoy um you're a bit pissed off you were just about to head home after a long long day at the field office um you live and work in cleveland ohio at the local field office and just as you were leaving the building you hear that familiar voice of lucy bates your boss Uh she says hoi get your ass back in here we got we got we got problems i sigh (sighs) and i walk to the office and mutter always fucking (laughs) are you are you sort of are you dressed smartly? You know, I'm, I'm describe yourself. I'm dressed as any federal agent would be dressed, except that I might I uh, keep my I don't really wear a tie very often. And I just walk to her office. Um, I'm really jonesing for a drink, right now, trying really hard not to be obvious. I think you're a bit of a misfit in the FBI. Most of them are pretty straight laced, I would imagine. Oh yeah, so, they, they wear like black socks. I'm the dude who wears color socks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've got something about you that uh, you know, maybe you stand out a bit from the crowd. Um, because I'm not very really... likable ever since that big case that they killed. Because... I become really antisocial and kind of a. Mm. But you seem to have an instinct for kidnappings and how to deal with kidnappers. Oh, yeah, no, they still call me in for that, but people don't like dealing with me. They hate my ad. Yeah. And Hoy says. Sorry, not Hoy. <laughs> and Lucy, Lucy Bates says, Hoy, it's another special for you. Come in. This, this just came in over the wires. I go into her office. Okay, sit down. Okay. Um, two hours ago, five-year-old Caucasian female, Regina Balfour, um, abducted from a big box store in the eastern suburbs happened it was still daylight it's summer now um broad daylight um her mother was three feet away with her back turned regina 
was sitting in the um, shopping cart, and um, it was a snatch and grab. Do we have surveillance cameras for that? We do. Um, it gets worse, though. Hoy. Naturally. So um, she puts on the videotape. She says, you better just watch this, okay? We have this um, sent over. All right. And I watched it. Okay, so you sit down and you watch the videotape. And it shows a large, older Caucasian man in a baseball hat and sunglasses. And he just walks brazenly and with purpose up to the cart. He tasers the mother with a hidden stun gun, grabs the girl out of the cart, and walks quickly for the exit. Then, and as he does this, he moves out of camera range. Damn. And she says, that looked very professional to me. Hoy, I don't know about you, but that guy knew what the hell he was doing. Big time. That asshole knew exactly what he was doing. And she's, she's paused the tape, and she says, but you will not believe what happens next. I, I uh, tell her, hit it at me, boss. Show me what okay. happens next. And then she hits play. She says, watch this. Um, then he comes back into the camera range of the security camera, and he bends down, and he picks up her backpack from the ground. Um, it's um, The backpack shaped like a stuffed animal ladybug. And um, Regina's mother, and um, Lucy says... Her name's Sarah Balfour. She just manages to recover from the stun gun at this point, and you see her um, grabbing onto the ladybag backpack, and a brief tug of war ensues. Um, and then the man kicks Sarah in the face, the woman, the mother, um, but lets the backpack go as a bystander tries to intervene. Um, and then you see him running out of camera range with, with Regina. Um, a few seconds later, a security guard runs through the frame um, in pursuit. He says, uh, and, and Lucy says, what was that about? Why did he go back for the backpack? What's going, what do you think is going on, Hoy? Well, most kidnappers don't care about backpacks. Obviously, there was something in there. That normal kidnappers okay. just take the victim and get away. This is okay, more well, than just a simple kidnapping, boss. Yeah, well, you're right about that, Hoy. Your instincts, for once, haven't let you down, unlike normal, she says with a kind of glare. <sighs> Look... <laughs> I don't want to be on Davidson's case, but you put me on it. I warned you it was not a good idea. It wasn't my okay. fault he got shot in the ass. <laughs> Hoy, we haven't got time for that now. And then she takes out the tape and puts another one in. I guess we're talking early 2000s now because they got videotapes. But anyway, <laughs> puts, puts another one in. Um, and then she says this was the second security camera at the exit of the store. So you see the man, the abductor. Run, running across the frame. He knocks into a uniformed greeter with Regina obviously struggling and screaming. He then throws Regina into the back seat of a waiting car, a late model tan Ford Taurus, which speeds off. He doesn't get into the car. Bates says, okay, here's where it gets tasty. And you see him coming back into the, into the store he shoots the greeter in the knee with his gun as he goes, not even stopping. He just, just walking past, boom, shoots him in the knee. And uh, Bates says, that guy's a pro. He didn't even, he didn't even stop. He just, no. just popped one in the knee, straight in the kneecap. No, he's good. Then, Reckless, but good. Then the, the, the camera is now cutting between, uh, or the, 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 the image is cutting between several cameras on several different video feeds that have been combined. 
He wanders through the store, gun in hand, toppling displays, brandishing his firearm at customers, and generally causing a panic. Shoppers are stampeding towards the exits, screaming. Um, and, and he's like, he hunkers down. Then after about 30 minutes, a, uh, she winds on the tape. She says, nothing happens for the next 30 minutes. He's just sitting there, cool as a fucking cucumber. And then 30 yeah. minutes later, a SWAT team arrives and heavily armed policemen wearing body armor appear in camera range. When he sees them, he lifts his gun up and probably shoots himself in the head. Blood everywhere. Unfazed, I look to my boss and tell him, that's some freaky shit. That is indeed some freaky shit. For once, I approve of your choice of language there. Hoy. Now. Look, Bates. I've seen professionals, and I see them shoot themselves when they get cornered. This guy was not cornered. He chose to be a distraction. And the fact that he shot himself as soon as the cops, either he's really well-trained or he's, you know, one of those cultist people who gave brainwashing to doing something really stupid. Look, we know about sodium pentothal. We know about truth serums. We know about this stuff. You can't make someone go and shoot themselves in the head. You know that, boy. Oh, I agree. Not willingly. Not unless you're a devoted fanatic of something. Yeah, I mean, I we all remember 9-11. We all do. Yeah. So, look, there's more. There's more. Um, look, the parents of the local police station, they are f losing their shit, as you can imagine. They are freaking out. They deny any knowledge of the abductor, and I have no reason to believe that that isn't the case. I mean, this guy, as you saw, he was a pro. Maybe someone paid him. Well, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Why would he shoot himself? Why would he go back in? He had a clean getaway. Hoy, you've studied these kind of people. Why would he have gone back? What was he doing? I'll be honest with you. Professionals don't go back like that unless they have a death wish, you know, or they're cornered. He wasn't. He did it mm. for some reason that no more people can understand. I'm going to need some help on this one. I'm not really a psychologist, boss. Yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll call in some experts on, on that side of things. But there's some other stuff. Now, this, is, this may be nothing or it may be absolutely central. But um, the parents, the Balfours, they're on a watch list. You understand what I'm saying? They're on a watch list? Yep. Radical domestic terrorism watch list. We got them on, on the files. No shit. Yes, shit. They are the leaders of a fringe religious movement known as the Church of the Passover Angel. These <laughs> Never heard of them. They're kind of loopy. I had a quick look at it. It's all kinds of shit about the U.S. government, calling it the, the head of the false serpent, whatever the hell that means. And, you know, they're advocating for a little bit of nonviolent overthrow, um, and they want to introduce their, their religion to the country, to the world, and, and um, everyone follows this fucking Passover Angel. I mean... I mean, of all the people to have their child kidnapped, you know, sometimes uh, you bring on what you, what you deserve, don't you? Don't you think, Hoy? Well, if you're telling me the truth, sounds like some people in their religious group, they agree with him. So, look, this is also important information. They've been suspected for years of stockpiling guns for the big day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what you mean. And... Um, um, but but the ATF turned up nothing. Um, As usual. And, uh, they've been complaining about persecution, you know, on their website, um, saying all kinds of shit. 
and then they says look look at this guy look at him a bit closer and she and she um pulls out a printout like a zoomed in shot of the abductor look he's obviously mm -hmm. dyed his hair that's a fake mustache you can see it a mile <laughs> off um i don't know we've put his picture out on the wire but he's 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 disguised i mean i i think it's gonna take a while to figure out who the hell he is so cancel your dinner plans hoy you're heading you're heading to that big box store right now swat team are there they'll let you investigate now get out of here and find me a kidnapper i will don't you worry about that and then okay. i get up and i leave her office and i i i uh, leave straight out of here go to my go to my own office and uh, i go to my drawer and i quickly <laughs> take out the flask that i have hidden there and take myself one little drink to calm my nerves <laughs> after 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 that that one shot of my flask i just take a deep breath sit down and rub my head for a moment and i tell myself you could do it Tony. you could do it <laughs> no one's gonna die this time not like last time okay lovely and then and then you head off to eastern the eastern suburbs of cleveland to this big box yeah. store let's cut to octavia describe your domestic scene um at about like 8 30 p.m on a thursday night oh my 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 uh my cheesy studio apartment is quite disheveled there's a pile of dirty plates in in the sink um i have a like an old worn out like barker lounger that i basically chill on there's a pile of weird occult books next to it and i i have a busted television it's it's on and i can see it but you know every once in a while it flickers and you know a couple of times i have to stand up and like bang on it for it to resolve again and uh i'm having a float with whiskey yes with whiskey <laughs> it's a it's a rum and coke with ice cream <laughs> nice nice have you got a cat no i'm i'm i'm, I'm way too, i'm on the road too well i did it died it was really sad <laughs> and and in fact it's that's what's on top of the television it's a taxidermist cat <laughs> it's staring at you yeah Okay. Oh, oh, so sad. <laughs> um, and then a news flash, um, a news flash comes up on you, on the TV screen, um, and you can't help but put the volume up because um, it seems interesting. Um, drama tonight in in big and bouncy discount store in East Akron as a five year old girl is kidnapped by a crazy psychopath. This man was seen entering big and bouncy. Snatched the girl out of the, out of her um, from her mother's grasp, tasered the mother, came back, kicked her in the face, threw the child into a waiting car, and then he came back. And would you believe it? He shot his brains out all over the store. If anyone has any information, please contact um, Cleveland Police Department. And then they show a slightly grainy picture of um, of the abductor, and you recognise him. Okay, who is he? He's an ex-colleague of yours at the ATF. His name is George Lewiston. George Lewiston. He's a retired ATF investigator. And he used to be on the domestic terror detail. You are shocked. He was a good man. Retired with commendations. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the last thing he was working on or what was the last thing I remember him doing before this happened? Um, he was kind of, he retired 
pretty much as you were joining, you overlap for a couple of years. Yeah, just regular domestic terror stuff. I'd like to know, though, what your reaction is to seeing an old colleague and possibly someone that you were quite friendly with show up as a as a suicidal abduct, child abductor. Well, I swallow my feelings. So I take a, I close my eyes really quickly and I open it. And so I guess I will try. I, I'm assuming that they show clips of the incident. And no, they don't. They haven't got they, footage yet. But they, they tell got, you that it, it shows you a map, a location map of where the big box, big and bouncy was. I see. It is. All right, I try to see if I can ascertain any kind of, you know, anything that I would find interesting or, or cult related in all this. No, there's, there's no evidence of that. Not, not okay. from the news report. Not from the news report. Okay. So then at this point, I guess my professional curiosity will get the better of me. And, um, you know, as an ATF agent, we take care of our own. So I guess I get on the, I guess on the, I get on the phone and I try to make contact with someone to see like what the hell's going on, you know, what happened, you know, are we going to get involved since he's a former agent? Okay. So, um, you call up your, your office and, um, you get through to your, um, maybe you get through to a colleague because it's quite late now. It's like. It's after nine. Um, and he says, "Hey, Dwyer, yeah, but I thought you, I thought I thought you were doing the day shift this week." Yeah, yeah, I am. I was just sitting here enjoying my uh, my soda float. And uh, have you been catching the news? Uh, no, I've been um, I've been doing paperwork. Why? What's what's going on? Lewiston, remember Lewiston? Yeah, of course I remember Lewiston. What is? He's a stand-up guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just got caught in. He just got. He just killed himself in a wow. right after right after an attempted kidnapping on live television of all things yeah oh, turn on channel shit. turn on channel seven hold on hold on and, you, and you, his voice goes away from the phone and then a few seconds he goes holy shit that's george what the fuck exactly what you i hear mean, anything man was i mean you know he's been retired no. for a few years did he get all batty or something did he did he miss the job i don't know he was he was just—he was a regular guy. He was one of our most. Re- Jesus Christ! Look, yeah, I remember how many medals he had on his freaking jacket when they freaking gave him the—you know—the the watch and everything. Look, I'm tied up here. You better call the PD. You better call the FBI. Tell them you know who it is. Go down there. All right. You want me to go over there and check it out? Well, look, I—I got to file all this stuff, but someone—someone's got to tell them that we know who it is. Not, I mean, look, you know how it works. If we don't—if she's not found in the next six hours. That's it. Curtains. All right. I'll make, I'll, I'll make a call to the FBI. If I were you, I'd get straight down there. The whole team, the whole SWAT team's down there by the look of it. All right. I'm on my way. Okay. So, so uh, I hang up the phone. First thing I do is I pick up, and I'm assuming there's some general number for the FBI that an ATF agent would have. Oh, on you, hand. Would have, you would have, uh, yeah, of course you would. And so, yeah, I, I, I go through the FBI call channels and uh tell them like yeah i know all about the incident with george well i don't know anything about the incident with george lewiston but i knew him personally he was a member of the atf okay let's say you get through to lucy bates you don't know her she's just she's she's the um uh the agent in charge of the case so you get put through to her she says uh yeah yeah officer not officer i guess you'd be an agent as well agent dwyer um, I, I hear you um, have information about the abductor. 
Yeah, he was a, was a former colleague of mine. He worked in our department. He was retired, I don't know, 15 years ago. Fuck. This is not going to look good. Well, this is even it's this even going to look less good because um, he retired with full commendations and oh a clean in a clean bill of health. So whatever happened to him might have been recent. So uh, I'm heading down there to the crime scene right yeah, now. Get, get, yeah, get down there. My my ah, my best man. Don't tell him I told told you that. My best man's down there. Um, he's a bit of a slob, but he gets he gets results. His name's Hoy. You better hook up hey, with him. And I look around in my ramshackle department. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just have to uh, bear with it. <laughs> she says, um, "Yeah, look, he's the um, he's the field officer in charge, but um, all information needs to come back by him to me." Okay, copy that. And let's keep this a little bit under our hats for now. Okay, please oh. don't tell anyone that you know who this man is. This will we need to manage this properly. Okay, understand? Yep. I understand. Discretion is the better part of valor. Right. Okay. Now you better get your ass there. All right. I'm on my way. Okay. Uh, so I hang up the phone. I look around the apartment. I take a look at the at the stuffed cat on top of the television, and I go, "What did I get myself into, huh, Charlie?" He goes, "What do you know? You've been dead for ten years." And uh, and I, I take like five minutes because for some reason I've forgotten where I left my gun. And I find it. I find it under a pile of leftover Chinese food, like the, the, like the cartons and the wrappers. I like I move it over. Oh shit! There it is. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, so you're actually really close. So as you pull up in your late model Toyota Corolla, <laughs> I'll assume um, you see um, a man getting out of a of a black FBI cruiser. And it is Hoy. Hoy. And I'm, and I'm assuming by the heads up that he's a disheveled. Um, well, Hoy. I have sunglasses on. It's uh, 9.30 at night. I, I have to hide my, my, my hangover eyes. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, I, you see me come out with sunglasses on, which you spot weird. You see me take out some mints and pop it in my mouth real quick. Uh-huh. You see me attempt to fix my tie, and I give up halfway. I said, fuck it. I take the tie and throw it in the car. I make sure my my badge is showing. I make sure my guns in my holster. I uh, I I cough into my into my hands to check my breath, and I head towards the the crime scene, not really paying attention to anybody around me. All right, I watch all this, and I and and I just I just I give a smirk, and uh, I too check to make sure that my gun is properly in my holster, and uh, I I hurry up, try to get behind him, and go. Excuse me. <laughs> I go, oh shit! I turn around. I like, like I have to squint, and I realize I have sunglasses on, so I take them off. And I say, go, yes. Uh, can I help you, you, sir? Are you, uh, Agent Hoy? Yes, I am Agent Hoy, and who am I? All you right. And I go, ha! Ah, I'm Agent Dwyer, ATF, and uh, I show him my badge. I uh, look at his badge. I say, ATF. The fuck are you guys doing here? Well, uh, let me explain that to you, and uh, once we get inside. Uh, hmm. Why not? So I uh, bring him with me into the crime scene. And let's talk and walk. So what's your name again? Uh, Octavia. Octavia Dwyer. Okay, Dwyer. Well, what brings you and the ATF to my crime scene of kidnapping? 
just so happens that the uh, the suspect or the perpetrator was a former member of our of our squad. No shit. I stop yes. on my tracks and look at him. Yeah, retired with full commendations, clean bill of health, no problems until uh, I turned on Channel Seven News and saw the saw the whole play, saw the whole drama unfold. That might explain some of the professionalism I saw in this person. Well, Look, he was definitely a well-trained agent. Your friend came at the little girl and <laughs> shot a guy and then blew his own fucking brains out in the middle of the store. So now, um, at this point, um, a couple of SWAT team officers come over and they say, uh, uh, Sirs, um, uh, we, have, uh, we have all the witnesses. We've cordoned off. No one can leave uh, until... We finished questioning them. If you want to speak to any of them, they're over there. Um, if you want to come this way, you can examine the crime scene. Yeah, let's take a look at the crime scene first. Look, thanks for the information. And uh, come with me. Maybe you can help me understand your friend's motives better. So, sure. Uh, I invite him to come with me because this is my case and the FBI and fuck ATF. So, uh, <laughs> and of course, my as, a, as ATF, I'm like, fuck the FBI. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm thinking uh, uh, mentally, but I don't say it. So lead him inside. Okay. What do I see, Andy? So you go inside and you see um, you see the body of the abductor uh, of George Lewiston, and it is a bizarre scene. He was stand. You didn't quite see it in the security cam, but he was standing on at the. Um, he was standing in the pet department and he was, he must've been standing in front of a big fish tank because when he shot himself, the bullet went all the way through his head and shattered the fish tank. And his body is now lying, um, surrounded by bits of broken glass, water, bloody red cut, red water, and all these dead fish, um, are lying there around him as well in the wreckage of where his bullet must've shattered the fish tank it is a bizarre sight and in fact the water that all gushed out um dislodged the fake mustache a bit the gum must have dissolved how much of his uh face is still there um most of it he put the gun in his mouth the holes in the back mm. of his head oh, okay okay i wasn't sure how he did it is there a buddy there uh, uh, yeah I, I go i go over and i examine the body yeah, it's it is definitely him. I mean, if you were if you were were even ninety percent sure before, you're like a hundred and ten percent sure now. It's your old friend George Lewiston. All right, I, I search. I, I start. I mean, I take out my latex gloves because I'm assuming it's part of our. It's not your crime scene, my friend. I as soon as I, as soon as I see him do that, I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" There, I understand he's your friend and everything. I need you to confirm it was him. Hey, listen, calm down. I know I know how it works. If I find anything, I'll turn it over to you. I know. This Whoa, is your car. This, yeah, this is your show. I got it. I got it. This is your show. You're the maestro. I'm just here <laughs> to assist you. So would you like me to examine the body or do you want to do it? And I, I, I give him the I hand him the gloves. I grab his gloves. <laughs> and I'll investigate the body myself. So um the uh the lady bag backpack, um one of the SWAT officers who's nearby is holding it, and he comes over and says, "Check it out." Why don't you uh, open it for me? You know, I'm not I'm not really supposed to be here, quote unquote. I, I do the air quotes. I sigh, grab the okay. bag, and open it. Okay, so <laughs> inside it is medicine 
and a ventilator, like a breathing ventilator for someone with respiratory illness. Mm. Um, like, it's, also, it's got a medication pump. Okay, so I, to me, it looks like medicine. And she obviously had some kind of respiratory disease, that respiratory illness. That's that's all you can glean from that. You'd probably have to ask a doctor about it specifically if you wanted to find anything more. However, one thing you did notice when you um, one thing you did notice when you're examining George is that he had he had acid cleaned off his fingerprints. You looked at his hands; his fingertips were all acid burnt. I, I look to uh, my new friend here. But he didn't change his face. Outside of the mustache, he still looks like what I remember. Did your friend burn his fingertips before or after he quit with you guys? No, this Hello? is recent. This is recent? So he burned the fingerprints off his fingertips, but his face still looks the same other than the fake mustache. Yeah. I mean, what do you want him to burn his face? Well, he could have gone for some plastic surgery if he was going to go that route. Obviously, he was trying to disguise himself. Um the only reason you burn off your fingertips, you know this, is so that um, you don't leave any, um, you know, traceable evidence behind. It is a bit It is a bit weird. It's a bit mysterious, for sure. All right. Um, so, at this point, I'm going to try to sneak into the um, CCTV room and try to catch a, a you know, an overview of the footage of the event. Um, it's, it's actually all been sent through to... Um, I let him do that. He looks like a dumbass. And then I, I questioned the, the uh, you said there was the SWAT members said there was people here? Yeah, the, the, the officer says, um, yeah, there's a bunch of people outside. They, um, they may have seen something more than, than, than we have on tape if you want to go and speak to them. Please do, because yeah. then we can let them go. Um, you know, they had nothing. To, I'm sure they had no, no involvement. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's I go outside question. and then I go question the, the people. One thing is just confirmed for sure is that several people who are inside the store, including the greeter who's like on a gurney now with his leg bandaged up, um, they all say that the shooter could have gotten away easily, but he deliberately came back into the store and deliberately did not try to kill anyone. He just shot into the air to scare people. And then he stood and waited for the SWAT team to arrive. It was, it was obvious he was trying to create a large... Ruckus. That's really so. Wait, good. let me let me let me back up for a second. So he grabbed the kid, threw it, threw her in a car, which mm-hmm. sped off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and then went back into the store, shot Make the greeter, shot in the air, waited for the SWAT team, and then shot and himself then, in the head, and then popped himself, the himself in the head. Yep. So and, I and um, some other people who were outside say that they believe it was a young Caucasian woman was driving. The Taurus. Um, no one got a license plate, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't uh, the license plate wasn't captured on CCTV. But I'm assuming there's an APP for that type of car, anyway. Yeah, there is an APP okay. out for so, a, a tan Ford Taurus. I'm just asking Agent Hoy if I can look at the footage from the CCTV camera. Uh, it's it's all been taken to FBI headquarters. It's back at headquarters, man. Okay. Well, I'd still like to take a look at it. Well, I, I mean, he's seen it all, so... I tell him what happened to videotape, and I give my own theory. And I tell you, look, your friend, for whatever reason, after taking the girl, coming back for her medicine, he blew his brains out. I don't know why. That makes no sense. He could have got away. It's like, yeah, 
But it's real simple. There's a real simple reason why he did what he did. He wanted to make sure that whoever took the kid wasn't going to get chased down. That would be a very um, plausible. Which means he was compelled. Which means he was compelled, convinced, or coerced into doing what he did. Does your friend have a history of being a fanatic? Does my friend have a history of being a fanatic? No, he was a regular guy, regular Joe Schmo. Do you remember the last case your friend worked on? Because it might be related to this kidnapping. And then I explained to him about the parents. So you, you, you've actually managed to pull up uh, the records, uh, George Lewiston's records. You got them sent over. He investigated a lot of domestic terrorism, but he, he had absolutely no cases that involved the Church of the Passover Angel or this group that the Balfours run. None at all. There's no connection, at least none in the official records. Okay, I I try to see if I can correlate any information about the church. I know he didn't investigate them, but I would have access to like at least some of his biography, so I would know like if he lived in the same area or something well, like that. You you would need to go and do some research somewhere. You you, you don't have your your computer. Got it. Okay. If you want to find, I got out it. That. All right, I got that. So I mean, the records. Uh, you know, they they printed out maybe. Um, Lewiston's file and they've got it you know that's why you're you're kind of leafing through it yeah no as far as I could tell you know he did his fair share of domestic terrorism but nothing about this church definitely nothing about these people so whatever he got whatever happened here he fell into it after he retired and and you know you you, you know him he is not in any way uh, a conspiracy theorist or a believer in any kind of weird stuff not at all at least when you knew him and I was like, listen, Hoya, I'm just going to be straight. Oh, this guy was a square. I mean, you know, you, you know, he's the guy who knew how to do the perfect lizard knot, and, you know, at the, you know, perfectly starched collar. I mean, I can't even find my gun sometimes. Ah, <laughs> uh, been there. But let me tell you something. The fact that he's so straight laced makes this even more fucking weird. None of this makes sense. Let's okay. go talk to the parents. Yeah, let's go talk to some parents. So I would I know where the parents are at? Yeah, they're, they're at the local police station. Then then we'll head to the police station. Okay, so um, do you both drive, or uh, are you going to go in, this, in the... I'll, in the... I'll, 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 I'll ride shotgun with Agent Coy. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you can leave your... If you'll let me. You can, you can leave your old Corolla Hello? in the car park for a while. You're only, you're only like five miles from... It's not, let's pick it up whenever you want. I like the idea yeah. of two of you riding around in one of those black squad cars, in black FBI. <laughs> yeah, and I said, I sit down. I go, wow, you guys, you guys get, oh, you, know, you guys got the nice cars. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> and I start the engine, and I drive towards the police station. Okay. And trying, so... trying to hard, really not think about the flask I have in the glove compartment that I really want to drink. <laughs> Is it just a flask, or have you got a little wrap or something as well? I also got a, I also got a six pack in the trunk. <laughs> you got, you got like, um, you got like a canister of laughing gas in the back. Well, it's, it's next to the canister of laughing gas and smoke tears. <laughs> you drive a couple of miles to um, East Cleveland PD, and um, you go in, and they obviously you give them your credentials. And the desk officer says, uh, yeah, they're in the back. Um, they're in a bit of a state, as you'd imagine. So, uh, you know, go easy on them. They seem, <laughs> like a, they seem like a decent bunch. He's, he's a man of God. Yeah, that has never backfired for anybody ever in history. 
Okay. And I roll my eyes and go to the back. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you go into the back and you, for the first time, see Mr. and Mrs. Balfour. Um, they are talking to a grief counsellor right now. Um, they are frantic. Are they, are they, are they trying to convert them? Um, no, no, they're, they're hysterical. Their daughter's oh, okay, just okay. kidnapped. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to analyze them to see if I can figure out what their deal is. Okay. So they're frantic. Mrs. Balfour is in tears. She has a black eye and a broken nose from being kicked in the face by Lewiston. Reverend Balfour. He just seems, he seems extremely angry, but, but contained. He's not like hysterical, like, um, like his wife is. I mean, obviously she's had a much oh, more trauma. She's had a much more traumatizing time, but but he's he's like pacing um, backwards and forwards. Um, uh, he he looks like he's trying to control his anger anger, um, but and he's ob he's obviously very kind of agitated as well. But he seems to be somewhat in control of it. Um, and he looks up at you and says, "Have you heard anything?" He definitely he definitely looks like a prick. Uh, on this picture so i um please sir have you have you found regina where is she i, I got to him and i told him in a very calm manner calm down sir we are still... i am calm i am calm it is we god's will still... after all if it is god's will we'll find her oh christ above yes i'm sure god will help us find her look sir we need to ask you and your wife some more questions and then um and, the, and i'll ask him the uh the questions the the usual questions like do you have an enemies um, who could have done this? Um, there are always those that wish to destroy the word of God, that wish to obscure, corrupt, take us to the devil. And then uh, I speak up, I go, well, you know, um, we can at least identify the perpetrator at the store. His name was George uh, Lewiston. Does that name uh, mean anything to you? And I'm definitely trying to see if I got a reaction from either of them. Lewiston? Yeah, Lewiston. Name ring ring a bell? Um no. <laughs> Who is this Lewiston? I grab him by the shoulders and I kind mm -hmm. of give him a little stir and I go, George Lewiston. Okay. I'm sure that name doesn't ring a bell. So you see for a minute that he's kind of scared because you approached him, and then you see for absolutely certain he does not know. He's, this name is absolutely news to him. And he says, who is this man? Why is he coming to our lives? Why has he ripped away Regina from us? I separate both of them, and I tell him, look, this man was responsible for your daughter's kid, but he they had a partner, a woman in a car. We have an APP on their vehicle, and it's only a matter of time before we catch them. But you need to give us any information that's relevant to your daughter. Is there anything you both can tell us? No, she's just a little girl. Why would they want to take her? It's nothing to do with her. They're trying to hurt us because we are true believers. This country yeah, has become okay. a godless place. And they do not okay, believe okay, in the let, word let, of let's, God. Oh. Let's circle around that subject. Um, so, so why do you think someone would be after you? Many have tried, including the government. Including, including your organizations, have tried have tried to suppress us, tried to prevent us from preaching the true word of God. Okay, has anything recently happened? Religion? No, nothing. We are just you marching, we are marching towards the great day of judgment. That is all that is happening. Have you had okay. any new worshippers come into your flock 
or any that they had left recently. People come and go. Yes. Anybody but... of interest. But this man, Lewiston, I've never heard of him. Why would he want to hurt us? Okay, and you haven't noticed anybody, any unusual, any unusual vehicles, anything out of the ordinary these last few days, weeks, anything. Even if you don't think it's important, it might be crucially important to us. I, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, of course, some, some, some parishioners decide that our gospel is, is too, too painful, too brilliant, too bright and shining for them to bear, and then they leave and go back to their local uh, mundane lives. But, but everyone leaves with goodwill. There's been no okay. What up? I go to the wife and pretty much ask her this. She's just wailing. <laughs> she's wailing and stream, tears streaming down well, her face Abby. and she's sobbing. Yes, and she just grabs on. She says, find my girl. Find my girl. Please, please. That, that itch to drink again is hitting me hard. <laughs> Don't worry, ma'am. We will find her one way or another. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and the grief counselor then says, Guys, um, I think um, maybe save this for later. I agree. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're sorry. We're sorry for your loss. We're on the case. Never fear. Shut up about the... We will do everything in our power <laughs> to take your little girl back. And then I turn around and follow him out the door. <laughs> I okay. quickly go to my car. Okay. Uh, I go quickly into the gov compartment mm-hmm. and take out my, my, my little flask and just take a little swig. And then I, I do go I, up. Do I notice? Do I notice this? Um, yeah, you see him through the window. And then I, I take a deep breath and I, and I tell myself, come on, Timmy, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> then I get in the car and I go, great, we got Bupkis. We got less of Bupkis. They're not connected to Lewiston. Lewiston's not connected to them. They don't know anything, or at least they don't want to tell us they know anything. And I, <laughs> after taking another deep breath, I, I ask him, what you get on the think he's lying because i think he's a lying piece uh, you were sure he wasn't lying because you no. know you're very well trained in in look you know you, you know all the little ticks and tells when especially when you mention a name it's very hard to depress that yeah like, no they didn't know they didn't know lewiston at all i would have picked that up right away but whether or not there's some other piece of information that they're not telling us either they don't think it's important or they they're afraid or whatever do you know the statistics I, for most kidnapping well, yeah, it's usually someone the person knows. Exactly. If it ain't the parents, we gotta find out who knows them. All right. Well, we also gotta figure out if there was any any connections between Lewiston and these people or people that they're associated with, because I can't believe that he wasn't ordered or compelled to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Let's go to. Um, do you know where your friend lives? Yeah, it's in it's in the file. Yep. Let's go to his place. Do indeed. And then, right. we'll, and then we'll go to the church of this place. So okay. I'll call in for a search on the church, an unknown memory. Okay, so you get through to um, Sandra, your your little pal in records, who you always who will always do you a favor. She maybe has a little bit of a sweet spot for you. And she says, oh, Timothy, oh, I'm always glad to hear from you. So what can I do for you this time? Uh, Sandra, I need another favor from you. And I need Any time, Timothy. You know me, day or night. I need you to run a quick search on the church. Uh, what church and is I, that? I gave her the details of, of the Reverend. <laughs> the church. I oh. already forgot the name of the place. Church of the Passover Angel. Oh, yeah. 
well, look, I mean, it's all it's all in the on the wire now. You 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 know you know about them. I mean, they're a bunch of uh, crazies. You know that, yeah. Fuck yeah, I know that. But unfortunately, their daughter just got kidnapped, and it's my job to find them if they're crazy uh, or not. You know, come on, Timothy. These guys must be up to their neck in all kinds of shit. Agree. Okay. So I still gotta I'll, cross um, every T, dot every I. Give Give me an hour. I'll dig up what I can, and then I'll give you a call back. Thank you. And when are we gonna When are we gonna go for that hot chocolate you promised me? I um, uh, I tell her this weekend we could get this girl home by then. <laughs> I promise this time. You always promise. You never deliver. You're just got to leave a girl time. waiting, haven't you? Well, I'll, I'll talk to you in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you got an hour or so before Sandra will get back to you with the uh, information about the church. What um... I, I also call into the ATF and and I ask for a more in depth background check on Lewiston. Specifically, I want to know if he if, if by chance he po- he popped up on any domestic terrorist lists. Has he been involved in any organizations that we might have been monitoring? Is there any connections between him and the Church of the Passover Angel? Okay, very good. And you're heading over towards his house, yeah? Yep, we're heading towards his house. And as we're driving, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, "Hmm, Church of the Passover Angel. Well, you know, Passover was that uh, story about killing all the firstborn. I wonder if uh, Regina was the firstborn child. Please don't tell me that. That's not here. Hmm. That is a very interesting supposition. So. So yeah, um, you head over towards George Lewiston's house. Uh, it's about f- maybe half an hour's drive from where you are, um, and and in fact, um, all this you know as soon as you had identified George, um, a team had already been there anyway. To, to search so you, you just go there and they've already done a lot of the legwork by the time you arrive so yeah you get there and um there's the police tape is 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 up on the uh, it's up on the front door you you know the doors open you do that classic you duck underneath the tape <laughs> go in there's um there's a couple of policemen <laughs> there with with clipboards and they're, they're like making notes and they say ah hoy who's your friend uh, ah. this is agent um Dwyer. 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 is my name. You got any more of that coffee? He's for the ATF, so, you know, you're on the charm. Coffee's for closers, Dwyer. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I ask him, what you guys got? Anything interesting? Well, they say, um, okay, we've logged all the records um, that they're, they're at the station, but, um, but look... Uh, uh, look at this shit, and they lead you in, and they um, mm-hmm. they show you that um, basically George has completely destroyed his computer and and telephone with a sledgehammer, and his cell phone that just smashed into pieces on on his desk. Um, and I, and I take my you know like in the FBI shows, I take my little pen and I'm like poking around and I go paranoid much. Um, you know that the the reason you do that is just to wipe, completely wipe everything. You know that. That's just standard. Yeah. Standard protocol. He was being very careful. He, didn't no, want he, def- he definitely didn't want us to know something. Um, His prints have been wiped. Or trying to. Yeah, um, could we t- could I, I, tell, I, sh- I tell the guys, I'm like, yeah, is there some place here with some acid or something? Apparently burned off his fingertips. 
Uh, no, no, we didn't find anything of that like that here. Um, huh. So um, I, I asked the boys, even though he smashed all that shit, can you still get anything off it, or it's a lost cause? No, look at it. Hard drive's bent. Um, he took a he took a screwdriver to the to the hard disk. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Unfortunately, we got trained in this like right before he retired. You know, all the methods of destroying uh, evidence and whatnot. He must have kept the notes or something. Um, but um, if, you go, if you if you head over to the uh, to the to the office, um, um, I think they've managed. They're just about pulling his phone records now, so you should be able to um, get hold of that pretty soon. Um, Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Uh, any, I, I, asked, I asked the guys, any kind of occult, religious, anything weird, unusual, strange publications, magazines, books, the anything like that? The apartment is almost bare. It's like, it's like he just basically, he was living there, but there was nothing of any, like, personal items or... Hmm. Or book, and, I, and, I look, and I look around and I go, hmm, stoic lifestyle. Yeah, it looks a little bit familiar, actually. <laughs> the kind of, <laughs> I mean, there's a TV, there's a fridge, um, there's a computer and a desk and a mattress on the floor. <laughs> but you do notice that there is a kitty litter. And I, and I, and I go, where's the cat? Search me, the, the police officer says. Door was closed when you got here? Yep. Window was shut. Door closed. You must, and, have, let the cat, um, you must have let the cat go. Uh, there's no uh, fresh deposits in the uh, kitty litter either. But it looks clean. Yep. And I go into the kitchen and I look to see how, if there if there's cat food and how much is left. Um, so there's no cat food at all. Is there a dish for cat food? Strangely, no. There's no dish and there's no bowl either there's no water bowl and there's no um food food bowl hmm. that's very odd all right let's go to the office or I, i'm not saying that out loud but i'm just i just go find the office okay so um as you're heading out you notice that the door of the neighbor's apartment is open a crack and a there's an eye like staring out at you i look to my new partner i guess to <laughs> see that I nod my head and I go, uh, you want to do the knock or do you want me? I'll yeah, so as, as soon as the person sees you, they, they shut. They close. I'll the tell you what. Um, I'll let you do it this time. I feel generous. Jeez. Oh, and I go, and I, and I kind of like bat him on the shoulder. Shit, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I walk over to the door and I, and, I, and I do the basic cop knock, you know, like the big commanding. Bum, 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 bum. Um, and the voice says, coming. <laughs> And um, the door opens, and there's a little old lady there. And she says, yes, what can I help you with? How are you doing this, this evening, ma'am? My name is Officer Dwyer. I'm from the ATF, and I show her my badge. Um, oh, an officer. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and you notice that she's holding a cat in her arms. They go, wow, that's a really beautiful cat you have there. Um, as you're saying that, you realize that the cat is not well. It's covered with um, bandages, and it's in obvious discomfort. What happened to it? Oh, she's not very well. She's got some kind of skin problem. 
Oh. George, George, uh, George uh, said he was going away for a few days and, and said if I could look after her. She gave, oh. gave, me, gave me all the gave me money for to take her to the vet as well. Apparently, she's got boils. Have you ever heard of that? A cat with boils? Boils? Cats? No, actually, I haven't. So you and George are friends. Oh, occasionally I'll, uh, he'll come round with a nice bit of food or something, a bit of like a, a, a pot pie or something that he's got leftovers. He's a very kind man. Um, but no, I wouldn't say we're friends. We're just neighbours. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, did he say why he you needed to take, you know, like, did he say where he was going and or, or what was going no. on? Uh, he said he was going out of town for a few days. And, uh, he, 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 he asked if I could look after Kitty. Um, poor little thing. Look at her. She's 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 not well. Oh no, she definitely needs some tender loving care. So uh, mm. let me ask you another thing. You haven't seen anyone come by in the last few days, especially since before George left. Anything? Any unusual people coming or going? Any kind of unusual activity next door? Loud banging, perhaps. <laughs> Oh, I'm not very... Uh, uh, my hearing's not what it was, no. Uh, so I haven't really heard anything. And No, George doesn't have visitors. He's a, quite a solitary I... man. Lovely man, but quite solitary. Um, so so no other friends? No, you know, he didn't tell you about going to a church or a group or anything like that? Well, no. Um, no, nothing like that. Church? No. No, I, I, uh, oh, I do try and get down there from time to time, but no, George isn't a religious man. At least I don't think so. I've, he's never talked about it, at least. Um, and when, uh, let me just ask you, um, when he come over with the food and whatnot, uh, what, to, what would you to talk about? Like, what would he, what would he say? Well, um, uh, he, he, he would just talk about the, you know, chit chat, and once in a while he'd take me to that lovely diner at the bottom of the. Yeah, you know, the one down the bottom of the road, Extravaganza. They do lovely fried eggs there. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, at this point, I have to see if Gage, if she's hiding something from me or... No, she's, she is absolutely telling the truth. She's an innocent little old lady, doesn't know anything. Um, but, um, yeah, cats with boils, that's a very strange, very strange. And I, and I try to examine the cat. Um, it just... Like it hisses at you as you. So the cat, the cat has, the Boils. cat's sick, right? What's that? The cat's basically sick. The cat is sick. Yes. Yeah. I I look I look to my new partner, and I tell him, "Are you a cat person?" I tried to be. Well, I'm not much for animals, but that cat looks really sick. Yeah. You should get animal control on it. <laughs> for all we know, it could have some sort of disease or plague or. No, I, I think the Mrs. Sears got that all covered. Um, if you hear anything unusual about that cat, and uh, I, I, I wave to, to Hoy since this is his case, I go, my, my partner here, he's actually kind of like my boss. Um, you know, he definitely would want to hear about that. Why don't you give him like, some contact information so that, you know, if she finds out or if you remember anything about George, anything unusual, you know, anything strange. She might have said something that just didn't seem like it made sense at the moment, you know, anything so- like that. Um, I'll, I'll give her my business card. She 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 nods, but and as you're walking away, something that Hoy said might trigger something in your mind. So when he said it might have the plague, suddenly, kind of, it just huh? triggers something in your mind. 
because you you were talking about it earlier. The Passover. Passover. Which was one of the seven, the pl- one of the biblical plagues. It was indeed. Boils was uh, one of the biblical plagues. Boils was one of them. Okay. Yes. What's this lady's name? I forgot she was. Also, raining frogs in one of them. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. So we we say our goodbyes. We you know he gives her the contact information, and then as I'm walking around, as I'm walking out, I'm, I literally tell Koi, I go, Boils. It was definitely associated with Passover. As we get back in the car. And I, I start the car and tell him, what's that got to do with anything? You're not explaining about the, the is it the, te- it was the 10 plagues, the 10 plagues of Moses. 10 plagues. No, I smack myself in the head because I'm like, I know this. I know this freaking answer. This is like okay. fresh. I'm like, I'm like smacking myself in the head. Like you're, you're, you're bashing yourself in the head and you, and you somehow manage to punch yourself in the eye and you take one hit point of damage and you now have a black eye. <laughs> I, I look at him like it's crazy. I'm, are you, are you Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to. I was trying to just uh, jostle something in my head, and I apparently jostled too hard. Don't mind me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not one to judge, man. I, we all have our problems, but that don't look healthy. I mean, you could I, just you could just kind of look it up on a on your. Yeah, uh, I look it up. I just, on my I just, I, I, as you're driving, dude, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you using your GPRS phone to call up a WAP page. You um, <laughs> you look up the um, ten plagues of Egypt. Um, <laughs> All right, so we've got water to blood, which technically, I guess, when he shot himself in the head, the water did kind of turn into blood. It's um, not just that; um, the actual full one is water turned to blood and killed all fish and other aquatic life. Ha! Huh, yes, that is true. So yeah, I, I relay that. So there's a metaphor right there. There's frogs. I don't know if we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that yet. Lice or gnats, wild animals or fleas, pestilence of livestock, boils, which is the sixth plague, thunderstorm of hail and fire, locusts, darkness for three days, and the death of the firstborn, which is what the Passover is about. All right. So we got two out of ten. Three out of ten. The girl I mean, you could, dead you, could, you could argue that, yeah, five and six might be one. Yeah, probably. Five and six, okay. Assuming, assuming this is a postmodern interpretation of the plagues, they might be combining and joining them together. <laughs> okay, where are you heading now? Um, are you heading back to the station to get the phone records? On the way, yes, you get a phone call from Sandra. All right, Timothy. I've hey, got, Sandra. I've got some stuff for you. Oh yeah, you'll find this very interesting. Tell me. So. Here's what I managed to dig up. Do you want to hear about the Balfours first or about the church? Tell me about the Balfours first because I don't like them. Okay, well, um, they have purchased a number of firearms legally. Nothing wrong with that. This is a God-fearing country, and the Second Amendment is what we all stand for. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Um, They were investigated several times um, in the past decade to see if they had any legal ones due to suspicions. Um, uh, this case was absolutely nowhere near Lewiston, by the way, as you were wondering. He was nowhere near. This was this was um, this was ATF cases, but it was a completely different department. Um, but they found nothing. Um, however, it's known that their membership has included a number of 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 known and identified white supremacists, militia members, and survivalists 
many of whom did have illegal firearm convictions. There's a name that keeps coming up in connection with them, Johnny Zero Zivovich, a survivalist with a long history of vocal anti-government protests, but no major criminal record. So um, watch out for him. He looks like a piece of work. All right, I'll keep an eye out. Um, we've uh, IRS has frequently audited their tax records on um, on orders from ATF. Um, their church receives large charitable donations, as a lot of them do, so it might mean nothing, uh, averaging a few million dollars per year from a l wide variety of fringe movements, including, again, some um, uh, identified race racial hate groups, extreme right-wing political groups, and even some major corporations. That's a bit of a strange one. No. Anyway, according to all um, record records, they have never been known to make any ra racial comments. Um, they're just these doomsday crazies, you know, like a lot of them. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you know, they all operate in the same circle. Okay. Um, is that all? Is there no No, I've got one other, got some more, got some more. Hold, hold on, hold on. Okay. You need, to, right, you need to let a lady take her time. Uh, that's always been my problem. That's always been my problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, the State Department had a small file on him. I, I dig that up. He's he makes um, frequent trips to Kenya, um, and he's under suspicion for providing material support to a, a Kenyan radical political group. Um, huh. Very strange. Um, they, they, what's the name of the, What's be, the name of the group? They're called the Red Trumpet. The Red Trumpet. Name. Red Trumpet. I don't know what that's about. They they seem to be like this independent state somewhere within Kenya, not under government control. Um, and apparently he's been going out there on um, uh, church missions, fundamentalist church missions for about 15 years. You somehow know that the Red Trumpet um, is connected to the worship of an avatar of a mythos entity called Nyarlathotep. <laughs> I um I looked to the to the occult expert and I tell him, you know, last week I was watching Discovery Channel and we were talking about this. <laughs> and I tell him everything you just told me. And I go, Oh shit, maybe I should fix my TV. Yeah, man. TV is the greatest thing in the world. That's brilliant, Danny. I right, love can, that. There was a do documentary on the Discovery Channel about so Sandra says, I don't know what you make of that red trumpets. Sounds a bit rude. It sure does. All right. And, and then she says, no, no, wait, 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 wait. And then she says, now, as for the church, boy, oh boy, those guys, pff, bunch of cuckoos, if you ask me. Um, so first thing you do, go and check out that website. You will have a good laugh. But... I'll give you okay. a quick summary. Um, and as soon as you load it up, there's a splash screen. There's some cute animated frogs. I thought that's kind of nice. But then it says, get right with God before the apocalypse comes. And there's a countdown. Apparently, the end of the world is on Tuesday. Did you know that? Huh. It's always on no. a Tuesday. It's always on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, this Tuesday at sunset. Wow. So, um... If you don't take me out for that hot chocolate this Saturday, you will not be getting another chance, Timothy. Just remember that. I, I, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> um, and then she tells you that the church 
is actually at their home address, the Balfours, um, and that it is a non-denominational fundamentalist church devoted to total submission to the will of God and his herald, the Passover angel. Uh, and according to the website, they believe that the biblical end times are near and that the righteous will be restored to the world by God at the rapture. Um, and they, um, they disagree that this will happen as predicted in the Apocalypse of John. Rather, they believe in a vengeful Old Testament-style God who will reinflict the plagues of Egypt on uh -huh. the world, sparing only the most faithful. Um, they have, of course, previously predicted several days of judgment, each of which came to pass without incident. Uh, <laughs> they, they have been a little over five years ago, roughly two years ago, and currently next Tuesday. And um, apparent, and she says, oh, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, here's the funny bit. Here's the fun bit. Um, they accept PayPal, $29.95, and they'll happily send you a book explaining everything. Mm. How very... Uh... Do you want me to? Uh, I think I got your login details still. Do you want me to order you a copy? Uh, no, it's okay. I'm pretty sure we can get an original signed copy. <laughs> you know okay. What? Yeah, don't. We'll get it some other way. <laughs> yeah. Why give them any more money? These these loonies. Okay, Timothy. Now remember, end of the, the world ends on Tuesday, so clock's ticking, and then she. <laughs> And then she hangs up. I, I I can look to him and go. Remember, clock's ticking, and I tap my own watch. <laughs> I just mutter. I just I mutter nothing like cordial under my under my breath. Yeah. By the way, and Sandra I, I, Sandra is in her late fifties and quite plump. Yeah. Hey, as we as we're driving as it. we're driving to the house, I'm like, this makes even less sense. What are a bunch of religious Christian nuts doing supporting a pagan rebel group in Kenya? I don't know. That's not my department. I'm here to find a little girl, not worry about religion. <laughs> so, well, no. um, I think it's very important because apparently the ten so, plagues is all wrapped up in the middle of this. And I point to the website. You know, the church is associated with the ten plagues. Mm -hmm. We've already seen some metaphorical, Look, you know, symbolism going on here. I don't hear about the ten plagues thing. I I do think that the parents, church, and their connections is related. It's possible that this 10 plague thing could be a coincidence or maybe a fanatic really thinks it's going to happen and they're trying to you know cause drama um you arrive at the police at the the um local police station where the um all the records from george's um apartment and phone records were so yeah at this point we're going to look for some any kind of correlation between him and the victim and their family the church this red trumpet group in kenya i guess i gotta call someone at the atf and say hey do you know anything about the red trumpet mm -hmm. in america or if lewiston had any association with the red trumpet even though at this point it's clear that there is no connection but okay so um so you go back and you look you you, you get access to more records uh, so George Lewiston was retired, long divorced, and lived alone. He has one daughter, Nicole, who also lives in Cleveland. And um, does he have any friends or family nearby? Well, the daughter. Let's see if we can get her in and have her questions as well. Okay, um, but looking through the phone records, um, he hasn't called his daughter very much. But they ran some traces on the numbers on on the numbers in the phone records, and um, and there's a lot of calls actually between him and his niece, 
um, stretching back years, um, Lindsay Peel is her name, and she's his niece. Um, and these increased dramatically in frequency um, to the actual extent of dozens of them in the days leading up to the abduction. What do we know about her? Um, yeah. Very little. I mean, the, she's not she's not any kind of uh, crime system or anything like that. She's a she's just a, a, oh, I, I forget. a young lady. Yeah. Just works, she works in a retail store. Um, so there were dozens of calls back and forth between them in the days leading up to the abduction. And then three days before the abduction, none at all. No more. The calls just stopped. All the um, calls? Um, all calls on to her. But he does last... make other calls. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, were the la- what was the last calls he made then the day before, uh, during the day of this event? So you run the trace of them. They're all just as a call to the... Um, uh, a TV repair shop. There's another one uh, to a delivery food delivery company uh, or a restaurant, like a restaurant uh, extravaganza, maybe the diner. Um, uh, nothing significant, but it's very noticeable. You know, he was calling her several times a day, and then three days before the abduction, stopped dead, cut dead. And you're and you're saying we've already done, like whoever collected this information already did a background check on this girl. So Lindsay Peel. Interesting enough, work for child child protective services. Okay, interesting. That's a connection. That's a big connection. She was a county child welfare investigator. And is okay. there a chance? Is there a chance that she investigated the family? Exactly. It is very possible. Um, is there any way we could get records for that? This is this is some other interesting stuff you find out. Um. So they've done they've done some more checking of the surveillance um, tapes um, because obviously it takes time to review them all. Um, and earlier on Thursday, there is footage of George Lewiston um, in different clothing, without a hat, without the moustache, mm-hmm. buying a shopping cart full of supplies, um, and. It is a lot of stuff. Packaged foods, he seems to have a um, in his cart. Um, toiletries, DVDs, even even had a portable DVD player that he bought. Lots of energy drinks. A um, whole bunch of stuff. He was obviously preparing for a long stay somewhere. Or for someone to have a long stay somewhere. Clearly, this was all carefully planned out. Um, they've also pulled his bank and credit card records. He paid all of his bills a few days ago in advance. He withdrew $2,000 in cash two days ago. He also he also bought two 12-gauge shotguns two weeks ago, along with two boxes of shells, neither of which was recovered from his apartment. He does not have a car corresponding to the getaway car. However, the 2008 tan Ford Taurus... Um, is registered to Lindsay Peel. Looks like Lindsay was our Passover angel. Let's play. She says, watch this. Um, 
then he comes back into the camera range of the security camera, um, carrying the girl 